Hello people, this is your homegirl Shalom saying hello from this side. How are you all doing this lovely and beautiful afternoon, this sunny afternoon? Today I want to do something a bit different and it's been on my mind for a while. I've been sort of burdened and um, this is for those who are Christians. Yeah, and it's been a sort of concern because I find out that the church's culture, the church's culture today is that of complacency. And complacency has been at ease in Zion. Like this feeling of um, satisfaction, undue satisfaction when impending doom is looming and the person can't see it and people can't see it. So today's talk is just something quite simple that I've been thinking about for a while and that is are you a Christian or a worldling now I want to start by saying that the highest favor and honor that any man or woman can do God is to believe his word not miracles not signs, not wonders. I know that's a big one out there for some people, but that's the truth. No miracles, nothing. But believing his word, and not just believing alone, but being a doer of that word. Now, there is a laying down among Christians today. There's this attitude of complacency. There's a laying down of the cross, like of the sword. Instead of it taking up, off the cross among Christians. The call to a Christian life is a call to battle, but what do we have today? What we have today is a self-made, watered-down version of Christianity which is completely self-centered. So your life and every little thing you do, you should ask yourself, am I self-centered or I am Christ-centered? In everything that I'm doing now what do you do with your time because what most Christians don't know today is that someday for every single breath that you take you're gonna account for it if God gives you time to do a lot of things including good health those are the things that the natural man needs to be able to cope in life what are you using those things for most of us what do we give our time to And how do we use this time? Now, there's another thing with Christians today, again. As I'm speaking right now, I feel sort of um, sad because Christians are so complacent in every single thing to do. Their attitude, even to God's word, most importantly. Now, people... Christians, I mean, attach material blessings like big wins to kingdom heels. But come on, think of it. He that is born of the flesh is of the flesh, and he that is born of the spirit is of the spirit. If you go to a church where they all, all what they talk about and all what they preach about, It's just the earthy, earthy, the earthly, the material, the mundane. 
honestly i will not lie to you this is coming from this is something just simple if you would accept it it's something that should set you flying i mean you need to run for your life like you need to really run for your life god of course is your loving father and he will bless you you'll pray for things and he's going to give it to you but there is another thing when god gives you blessings there is a place for blessings and there is a place for god and he comes first but most christians place priority on what those blessings mean to them like they place so much importance on the blessings on the big wins on whatever thing things they've achieved in life and i think that is more self-centered and christ-centered so from today ask yourself every single thing that i'm doing am i portraying christ or i am portraying myself i'm trying to raise some other values rather than the one which i claim to say that i believe you know there's a certain attachment to earthly things among christians today if god gives you a car good beautiful he gives you a car a home a wife a husband of land whatever it is god is giving you promotions name it be thankful but do not get attached to the gifts because trust me when you attach the gifts you are already becoming self-centered so there's a thin line between that the life of a christian is a conscious walk a conscious walk and is a wake up call because the truth is i see a storm that is brewing hot and is going to lay to de- lay desolate every single thing on earth and now if god has given you so many things why would you allow those beautiful things to give you in life to kind of disrupt the kind of relationship you're supposed to have with him as a father to a son or as a father to a daughter like i said this is something i'm still going to come back to i just decided to do something different today now most christians today including myself now we are all self-centered like self-centered christians and truth is we are not actually christians we are self-centered worldlings instead of being god-centered christians now so the first thing is i think a christian should be like a fish swimming upstream and a a a, a countercultural model that our world needs desperately today But instead what do we have? We have Christians who are trying to live up to the expectation of the world. Forgetting that there's a there's a call that they've had and there is a certain standard that they are supposed to follow. There are a few things I'm going to name here. I'm going to talk about here. Anyone who would actually walk with God The first thing is the person has to be humble to the core. Now, I am not talking about false humility here. I'm not talking about any humility that makes you feel oh they praise you and you just get it's just that humility is covered up with some kind of false covering. I'm talking about humility in every sense of the word. 
And one astonishing thing that gets me surprised today is a lot of Christians today are very defensive. If you say something little, they spark. If you say something upon their attention to something, they spark. If you say something, if they find themselves in different organizations and where they're working or schooling or wherever it is, if you say something that a Christian doesn't like, most of us are actually very defensive. And that is a self, a sign that you are self-centered. If every single thing that is said to you makes you defensive, you're a self-centered person. It means that you do not see the need for growth. You do not see the need for criticism. And I'm not talking about um, destructive criticism now. I'm talking about a constructive kind of criticism. And truth is, why I mention humility is humility is the antidote to defensiveness. Yeah, I'm going to come back to this. There will be a part two of this. And number two, most of us focus on what we don't have than what we have. I want to ask a question and throw a question out there. How many of us have recently thanked God for what we have in our lives today, for the people we have in our lives, for the life that we have, for the things that we have? Remember that there was a time that you were praying about some things and you didn't have. Now you have those things now. When last have you thanked God about what you had, what you have presently? Know that contentment is the key and not abundance. And the Bible said, godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, a preacher can preach a whole sermon on that. Christians today, we have the problem. We think abundance is the key to the kingdom. Yeah, if I have blessings, if I have this, if I have that, that means I am I'm good to go. But uh, the life of a Christian is a life of self-denial and cross-bearing. Another thing is, when your worth, your worth in life is tied to other people, you have a problem. Some people, they try to validate, they get validation about themselves from other people so now if i am trying to get validation from other people about myself about every single thing i do i have a problem that's another sign that i am self-centered i asked the question one time sometime on my whatsapp page how many of us ask god lord how do you see me most of us go about Thinking of how others view us, how others see us. None of us is concerned about what God calls us. Moses was called the meekest man on earth. Abraham was called God's friend. David, God called him a man after my heart. Now, compared to what people would have called these people. I remember these people were top leaders in ancient Israel. We have to also consider that when your worth is tied to other people, there is a problem. Then you also have to know as a person that you are the greatest threat to your greatness. Truth is your greatest enemy. As I'm speaking to you right now, the greatest enemy that I, Shalom, I have is myself. So 
as a Christian, if you want to be able to conquer other people, I don't mean force now. I mean what a person does to you that makes you so defensive. That's my first point. You have to be able to conquer yourself. You have to be able to defeat yourself. And this is a life of self-killing. Another thing is the path to joy is often messy and painful. Most Christians run away from that path. Most of us are very, very easy in Zion. Most of us don't want intimacy. And even in real life, I mean relationships. Apart from God-man relationship now. If you want to enjoy real relationship with people, there is a need that you have to put in an effort. You have to know that the path to joy is often messy and painful so you have to be willing to pay the price god did not wire us for anything less we are wired to connect with people and that's our social self we are wired to connect with people and trust me never underestimate having good people in your life i mean friends And I don't mean just any kind of friend. Remember that whatever you're doing, even the seeming infinitesimal that you're doing, he's supposed to be Christ-centered, Christ-directed service, and not self-centered. Christians also have a habit today. Like holding habits. Okay, maybe. Vulnerability. Most Christians, they don't like being vulnerable. What they preach today is vulnerability is not weakness. But the truth is, for me, I'll tell you as a person that vulnerability is strength. (laughs) Might sound crazy, but that is the truth. The power of God is displayed in places where a person or persons dare to be weak. Displaced, it is displayed in places or in the life of a person that is all tangled up and doesn't make any sense to anybody, even the people that surround the person. So when you dare to be weak, you dare to make mistakes. I mean, I'm not saying that you should go ahead and make mistakes now on purpose. What I am saying is, you see that life of perfection... There's a call to perfection in the Christian life. But that call to perfection is not a sinless one. It is not a sinless perfection that God is requiring. If it's a sinless one, then the blood of Christ will be of none effect. Then the blood of Christ, there was no need for him to die. So Christians today feel, they make you feel, oh, I have to hold it all together. I have to just keep it together, be a good sister, be a good brother, be a good friend and all that. But truth is, how long can you do that? Even in marriage. I was trying to say that. I was trying to tell someone sometime, yo, I love you. I love you when you tell people you love them. Are you saying I do? Your self-professed love, filial love, cannot take you, cannot hold out. 
in times of problems and situations. Now, I was saying that your self-professed love cannot hold out till death do us part. I'm talking right here to couples now. Or to anyone in a relationship. There has to be something higher. The love we have for each other, for one another, is filial. It's social. It's healthy. It's fleshy. And trust me, storms will come. But there has to be a storm breaker. How do you want to hold out in difficult situations? And how is it going to be like? Because a lot of people just take vows. And most of us don't have an idea of what the vows that we're taking, what they really mean. You committing to someone for the rest of your life, one person, till death do us part. It's not just something that fleshy love can do. It has to take something higher. And another point I want to make here to rounding up is intimacy. Intimacy requires time. A lot of us want to enjoy good and healthy friendships without sacrificing, without giving it what it really takes. If you cannot sacrifice for anything, you cannot enjoy, even you cannot enjoy a God, um, field life because the call to a Christian walk requires time, requires sacrifice. It's not just something that you just wake up to and say, I want to do. This is not something that people join. This is something that comes from the heart. This is something that comes from the soul. So I'm asking you today, are you a Christian or you're a worldling? A worldling is someone who is preoccupied with mundane, earthly things, vain things, and not spiritual affairs. And that is what the church is turning to today. It's a really, really sad situation that, you know, breaks my heart. If you're satisfied as a Christian, if you're satisfied in this 16 elements, this pest house called flesh, this thing we just paint up and dress up if you're satisfied as a christian there is a problem if all you do is just go to church and deep down in your heart there is nothing that there's nothing that pricks you there's nothing that checks you you go out to people you you go out you meet different kind of people you work wherever you work the call to a christian life is is a life of cross-bearing. Will Jesus bear the cross alone and all of the world walk away? There's a cross for you and there's a cross for me to bear. Whether you like it or not, except if you're not a Christian. And if you're saying no, it means you're not a Christian and you cannot, no man or woman can fence right with God. So, even in your relationships, I know I said I'm doing something different today, but ask yourself, 
the relationship i am in now is everything i am doing is it to glorify god or is it to elevate and to prosper and to fulfill the desires and the lust of my flesh if it is then there's a need for a turnaround there's a need for a halt so like i said intimacy with god requires time it requires extra effort it, it requires a more sincere level of consecration intimacy requires a sacrifice a sincere walk and the last but not the least i want to talk about here is that in all things people acknowledge him both small and great both even the seeming insignificant that you feel oh is not important you know the funniest thing there's a lot of things to pray about as Christians but we do not pray <laughs> we do not pray at all there's a lot of things i wonder how some people say they can pray because the truth is if you look at your life and you pick up a pen and blist out a number of things that you want to pray about in your life honestly you spend hours on your knees but most of us are so in a hurry to just leave god's presence and god is a perfect gentleman he wouldn't force you he wouldn't force anybody all he would just ask you is will you do you want to be made perfect you want to be healed Christ never forced perfection on anybody he never forced healing on anybody he never forced any conversion on anybody if you check your bible well even when he knows that you're sick and you need healing he'll get to you even though you know you're blind he'll get to you he knows you're blind he's the lord of all the universe he knows he would ask you what do you want me to do for you And when he says what do you want me to do for you is automatically asking you will you be made perfect It's not force it's not by force God is not a god of anarchy He's a god of order and precision And being a god of order and precision he doesn't just do things haphazardly He does things orderly and there's hierarchy in his kingdom and doesn't take his word for granted. So that's it people. I'm still going to come back to this. Ask yourself in all your daily walk. Am I a Christian? And in asking yourself this question of am I a Christian? Ask God through his binoculars. How does he see you? Christian or worldly? self-centered or Christ-centered which or what are you all right guys thank you for listening in this is still your girl shalom bye yeah